Yeah, we're we're well north of that. But we break two million run rate this year. Have you already broken it? We have overall run rate. Absolutely. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Albert Santolo. He is building a low-code development platform called 8base.com. Albert, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, Nathan. All right, is Bubble, there is 100 million bucks, is Bubble overvalued or undervalued? Um, I don't know the valuation, but I can, I can extrapolate it. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, look, they're, we're, we're all going after a very, very big opportunity in the world. So yeah, Bubble's done a nice job. You've edited your sort of five word things. You've been on the show before. So now it says a low code development platform. Maybe it was last time too, but you, I believe you actually started like doing like custom work, but you know this space. Well, you founded CareCloud, uh, which is now publicly listed, uh, healthcare IT SaaS. You raised in excess of hundred million bucks. Like, you know, the game, are you moving into more of a SaaS model yourself? Well, in terms of when you say SaaS, you mean the delivery of our product or you Correct. Or, the, or the the companies we support? It is very much product, about... Yeah. Yeah, it is very much of a SaaS product. So, you know, you think of it as a platform of sorts, but it's delivered through a SaaS mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely a subscription, usage-based um, primarily, but a subscription. And so what are people paying for you and how much are they paying per month on average? It ranges from, as lo- you know, first of all, it starts at free and it goes, you know, the largest customer today is at about $20,000 a month. Okay. And what do they pay for? What's the whole, what's the big plan? They just have, you know, hundreds of thousands of, you know, they've web scaled. So they're a marketplace that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of MAUs of monthly active users. Okay. And what would you say the average customer is paying per month? A couple hundred? Um, really got to break it down into just two segments. So if you look at sort of the the product-led growth side where people can come in for free, begin paying and so forth. The the economics on that side are very different than the ones where we have more of a B2B engagement. So on the on the average customer on the product-led growth side is probably somewhere around 100 bucks a month. Okay. And on the on the B2B engagement side is probably closer to 1250, $1500 a month. Okay, interesting. And how many folks on the like self-serve uh, model? 
the self-serve is somewhere around 6,000. Um, th those are, those include free. Okay. So, so to say, holy crap, you're at a thousand a year ago. So you, okay. So how many, how many actually paying? Yeah. Um, somewhere around 1200. Yeah. Okay. Good. So 200 new customers in the past call at six months or so. Where'd you find those customers? How are you, how are you growing? Those are, you know, we're, we're doing marketing to drive that, um, different forms of marketing. But our, our main thrust over the last 12 months has really been on the B2B side. Mm -hmm. and, and tell me why or, or how or, you know, why is that the focus? Two reasons. So bigger dollars, um, better retention, and we're getting ready to release the, the, you know, this new part of our product, which is all about front end development. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to offset a lot of the services that, we're, that we do today. Mm -hmm. and, and so again, how should people think of you? You know, the headline says build amazing digital products. It looks very widgety, you know, drag and drop, but then you also have like a developer link in your top and services link in the top of your thing. So like how much of your revenue over the next 12 months do you think will be services versus SaaS? Service is still, the, 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 the mix is changing. Services still makes up the lion's share of it. Um, Non-recurring revenue now is, is somewhere around 50% of our overall revenue. Mm -hmm. So recurring revenue has grown quite a bit in the last, you know, we don't publish the absolute numbers, but recurring revenue has grown, you know, a couple hundred percent in the last 12 months. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can take the 1200 paying on the no code version. This isn't getting all your revenue because you have enterprise accounts, but 1200 on the low code version at a hundred bucks a month is, you know, what, 120 grand a month in revenue there. Yeah, we're, we're well north of that. But we break yeah. 2 million run rate this year. Or have you already broken it? We have overall run rate, absolutely. So how aggressive are you trying to be this year? We're trying to do triple digits overall. Wow, okay, so I mean, do you think you can break like a $5 million run rate this year, is it doable? Maybe. <laughs> like, is that a comfortable goal or like a stretch goal, you know? All right, Make fair enough. Come on. I, told, I told you, we don't publish a number. All right, oh, yeah. but now we know. Now we know between two and five. So that's it. I won't push you harder. Between two and five, that's great. So, so t tell me a little about the thing because you're like in this beautiful spot where you have an agency that's done very well. You're taking advantage of like a no code platform. You're building the platform now, higher margin revenue, no touch, etc. Uh, there's a lot of people that get stuck though, where they try and run both the agency and the platform at the same time, and neither one scales. Will you ever shut down the agency completely and go all in on the SaaS, even if revenue takes a hit? Sure. Sure, absolutely. We were never founded to be an agency. I mean, the, the way to, the way, it, although it sort of looks like that, what it really is is professional services to implement our platform. So, if you look at the history of enterprise SaaS in general, that was always the case, right? So, you you always you needed help implementing products, even though our product is self service. A lot of times, we run across non technical founders, etc., or even larger enterprises that can't find the talent to use it. And want our help, and we do. We do the services side at a world class level. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that over time, we will transition the services side to an ecosystem of providers, which we've begun to do. We've begun to do that. Like we we have a small ecosystem of them now, and we have our product. We have a product uh, that's eight based for the agencies to do. Uh, that's that's a little bit different than the core product mm -hmm. that you see on the website. Have you raised additional capital since 2019 or still about the 2.8 million total raised? We, we've, we've closed, we're, we, we did a price round and closed. Uh, the overall closing was 4.8. Um, that includes a conversion of everything before. 
Yeah, but so you raised two million, two million new. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Why did you need to raise? I, I wanted to raise to to put more money on the balance sheet, given the heavy investment that we're making in both growth and in product. Especially remember, we're launching a very significant new capability in our product, which is a front end development. So we may do a, we may do a larger venture round coming up, given given sort of the you know the metrics we put up and the opportunity that we're that we're looking at. We're evaluating whether we do a larger venture round now. Guys, if you're bootstrapped and want some extra cash to run experiments, don't forget to try mynewbusinessfounderpath.com. We take your monthly recurring revenue and turn it into upfront cash overnight. If you're doing 10 grand a month in revenue, you can get 30 grand today right away and then take more money as you need it every couple of weeks. Check it out today. We do deals as small as 10,000 all the way up to 1.5 million. See how much you can get at founderpath.com. Again, that's founderpath.com. The, the you know one million seed in 2017, 1.8 in 2019. If you raise just two million now, I mean, would you call it a Series A where you're selling you know 10 20 percent of the business? Or would you call it something else? Um, yeah, I would say it probably is a Series A. Yeah, interesting. So, like, what what performance metrics do you think you need to get to before you can go raise a competitive Series B? Oh, a Series B. Um, I'm not even thinking about that right now, but. Uh... Well, then, let's say, not, then that's a bad question. Then let's, no, then, let's focus then, somewhere else. Then, then me, maybe I misunderstood. Are you saying the new round would be a Series A or the? Well, no, the two million you just raised, ah, like you're raising you. it to go hit to go hit some metrics. What metrics do you want to go hit? Yeah, so we we didn't really call that a Series A. We call that more of a Series Seed. But okay. the, if we pursue a larger round, it would be a Series A. Um, you know, the metrics, I think the metrics we would need for that are pretty much there, which is, you know, growth rate of, you know, recurring revenue of a stable set of clients that have exceeded, you know, recurring revenue, at least of a million dollars in, in ARR, which, you know, that's not an issue. Um, obviously an, an enormous addressable market with a huge unmet need. And I can explain a little bit more about that. Because you might say, well, low code, there's a bunch of stuff, but I can explain the difference. And then our, you know, the other really good headline is our net retention rate. So if you look at where we start to where we end up with a client and revenue, you see a very significant increase in usage and upsell that happens. So our net well, what is that net dollar retention? It's it's somewhere in the 135 to 140 range. That's very nice. That's very good. And what's your team today? How many folks? It's uh, we're approaching onshore and offshore. We're approaching fifty. Fifty. What? What? what where onshore? Where do you like to offshore the most? We have we have an office in Saint Petersburg, Russia, and we have uh, we also have some folks in Latin America. How many engineers total, including the offshore talent? Engineers total is probably it's it's above thirty. Yeah. Yeah, it was twenty. It was twenty-two back in August of last year. Yeah, to thirty now makes sense. Interesting. And are they mainly spending their time building custom solutions for your clients or building your platform? Both. So the split team. So some of the team works on core platform, and then other part of the team works on professional services. Mm-hmm. And is it fair to say? I mean, what, what's in the market right now? I haven't raised recently, but when you go raise two million, are you selling the pretty you know the standard ten to twenty percent in the Series C? Um, 
So let me think about that, Nathan. So uh, no, we sold we sold less than that. We got it. So, so that's great because usually with a Series C, they have like an equity target of like 10, 15, 20%. You were able to convince an investor to take less, you know, less, which means less dilution for you. Yeah. Look, I, I largely did it as an, as a, I mean, there's some new investors, but largely did it as an insider round. And because, because we, we throw off significant gross margins from the full service work we do, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a huge cash need. So. Yep. Yep. Very cool. I would ask you what your valuation is, but you're not going to tell me, but I would assume it was north of 20 million bucks if you sold less than 10%. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell right now. You guys have to read his body language and figure it out for yourself, YouTube. All right. Okay. Very cool, Albert. Uh, where's growth going to come from, man? How are you going to get up to, you know, five, six, seven million run rate? Yeah. Yeah. So look, we're going to, uh, a lot of it, Nathan, is going to be as we release the full low code product, um, the front end development is going to be a, a major thing. So today, if, if, you know, I'm sure that 99% of the founders that you talk to that are building anything that, that really needs to scale are, are doing it from the ground up. You're probably seeing more and more low code, but a lot of the, the platforms that are out there for building digital products, they sort of break down at a certain scale or a certain level of complexity. We're trying to, we're trying to totally transform that so that you're thinking low code first, you build an MVP, because it's a good thing to build an MVP, but an MVP VP that is light on features, not light on architecture. And so you can incrementally get to where you need to go and scale and truthfully never have to get off of eight base unless you are, you know, unless you're a really, really big company with uh, a certain set of requirements. Yeah. Guys, there you have it. Albert, we're rooting for you, man. Let's wrap up with a famous five. Number one, favorite book. Um, my most recent read was Blitz Scaling. So I'm going to go with that right now. Good one. Two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh, wow. Uh, CD, CEO. Um, shoot. Yeah, I'm going to say the MailChimp founder. Yep, Ben Chestnut, number three. How many hours of sleep? Uh, sorry, what's your favorite online tool for building 8Base besides your own? Favorite online tool for building 8Base. It would definitely be 8Base. Um, Man, I'm going to go with boring, you know, sort of envision. But in yeah. Vision. yeah, at least it didn't say Gmail. Okay, number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? I'm shooting. I'm shooting for seven. Sometimes it's six. Sometimes at eight. But I, I've, I've learned that my performance and my sleep are very much directly correlated. And Albert, married, single, kids. Married, kids. How many? Married for a long time. Uh, four kids. Wow. Okay. How old are you? I'm. I'm 53. I'll be 54 in a few days. Yeah. Hey, congrats. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take us home here. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh, man. It's probably, I'm probably going to give you the same answer I gave you the last time. But it, I'm going to say that it's like at the end of the day, like as a founder, we're always scared to death about risk and failure and so forth. And the truth is, at the end of the day, you just got to go for it. And uh, life's too short. And, you know, at the end of your life, you're not going to care. You're going to care about the risk you didn't take. Guys, 8Base founded in 2017. They raised about $4.8 million to date, serving over 1,200 uh, sort of no-touch customers. They use the platform to build their no-code uh, products and MVPs from scratch. And they also have an enterprise cohort as well. Call it north of a $1.52 million run right now, hoping to scale to $5 million here quickly uh, as they look to scale their platform revenue faster than their pure agency revenue. They are doing that 135% net dollar retention to date as Albert continues to scale. Albert, thanks for taking us to this off. Thank you, Nathan.